0: Chapter 3 continued. While my parents started to figure out how I might fit into the world as I was, doctors at the Mater Children's Hospital were thinking about how they could help me fit in better. This meant tests and appointments with every kind of medical professional possible. Face doctors, brain doctors, speech therapists, eye doctors, dentists, leg doctors, doctors who help people move around better, and doctors whose job it was to keep you mentally fit and happy. So. Many. Doctors. Doctors. The first thing they decided to do was to chop off part of one of my legs. The doctors told my parents I'd never walk on my squished leg, left leg normally. It was just too short. That meant amputating the foot and the bottom of the leg and fitting me with a prosthesis, an artificial leg. The leg had a leather socket that covered my stump. It was attached like a shoe. There was a split down the middle with a long lace pulled tight through holes on either side. To wear it, I'd pull a thick woolen sock over my real leg, Slipped the fake one over it and tightened the lace so it didn't fall off. Two metal strips ran from the bottom of the socket all the way down to the circular lump of metal, about an inch and a half thick that rested on the ground. My new foot. What to do about my right leg was more complicated. The foot on it was angled forward like a ballerina's pointed toes. I could put the front of my foot on the ground when I stood up, but not the heel. An operation to fix it failed. Mom and Dad tried to get a special boot made that would fit my foot, a high heel for a 2-year-old boy but that didn't work either. By the time I turned 2 years old, I still couldn't walk. My parents kept trying though. After a year of slow and patient practice, my one day my mom took me by the arm and helped me up out our front helped me up our front stairs. On the landing, she stood me up and got me to hold on to the railing. She took a few steps backward and held out her hands. "Walk to me, Robert," she said. I was nervous and stayed holding on to the railing. You can do it, she said. Slowly, I took a step toward her, then another, and then I fell over. Well done, Robert, Mom said. Then she got me to do it again. I did. When my brothers and sisters came home from school, I did it for them, too. Finally, Dad returned home from work. He came and sat in the lounge room, and Mom held me up between her outstretched hands. Walk to Daddy, she whispered in my ear. I took a tentative step after she let go of my hands and didn't fall over. Then I took another step and another before, making it all the way over to my father. I was three years old and had just taken my first steps. It's probably no surprise that my earliest memory is about being in the hospital. After the surgery on my right ankle, I had a plaster cast covering my leg. One of the nurses put me on the floor to play, and I apparently sat for a little while, then took off. I remember crawling up a set of stairs bathed in sunlight They looked like giant chocolate bars stacked on top of each other. I found my way into a strange room that had a long center aisle with a shiny floor and long, flat seats on either side. There were colorful windows and unusual paintings on the wall. Someone was sitting alone and quiet down in the front of the room. I had found my way into the hospital's chapel, one floor up from my hospital ward. I clomped toward the front of the room, the plaster cast on my leg banging on the wooden floor as I crawled. The nun remained still for a moment, then turned with a kind of dread in her eyes. I think she prayed a little bit harder hearing me come up, coming up behind her. By the time I turned three, my doctors recommended that I undergo a major operation to fix my face. My facial deformities didn't present an ongoing danger to my physical health, but the doctors were concerned that they might make it hard for me to make friends. Despite the love of a mother and father for their son, despite my general health and well-being, I was still ugly not just plain ugly either. Mine wasn't any sort of cheap, home-brand ugly. It was an A-grade, top-of-the-range ugly. The doctors wanted to make me a friend-friendly face. Before they went too far with their planning, however, Dr. Atkinson asked that I have more intensive mental evaluation. Were I intellectually disabled too? They probably wouldn't have gone ahead. Fortunately, I met all of my mental developmental my milestones, and a test showed I was smart enough to make all the effort worthwhile. The operation they proposed was a major one. It would make medical history, they said. It would change my life forever, they said. Or end it.